0: Of Oklahoma City. You're tuned in to the Good Trash Media Network Dead Center Film Festival Special Edition. Good Trash Media will be bringing you all the dead center coverage you could ever want. For more information, go to goodtrashmedia.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to more of Good Trash Media's coverage of Dead Center 2016. I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Masters. I'm here with a very special segment on one of the Oklahoma Icon Award winners at this year's festival, and that is the the Oscar-nominated editor of E.T., Carol Littleton. If you haven't heard of Carol Littleton, she's an OU grad. She's noted from Oklahoma before she moved out to Los Angeles. She has uh, is a longtime collaborator with a little guy you might have heard of if you're in the film scene named Lawrence Kasdan. One of his more recent scripts was a little film you might have heard of called Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Uh, also co-wrote, uh, you know, The Empire Strikes Back, Indiana Jones, and a lot of uh, other, you know staples of modern blockbusters so she has edited eight out of ten of the films he has directed she won an emmy for outstanding single camera picture editing for miniseries movie or tv special for tuesdays with maury so yeah she's a pretty big deal guys uh she is a pretty big deal the dead center had the privilege of having her to come in and and be a part of the festival this year and on saturday morning she ha- hosted a panel uh that was attended by our very own alexandra Bohannan. And there's a lot of different things that I think are big takeaways from the panel, but one thing in particular uh, that I thought was really, really cool was she offered us a little bit of insight on what was the experience of uh, of being brought on to edit E.T. for Steven Spielberg.
1: The script was brilliant. I mean, truly wonderful. Just, I'll tell you one little anecdote. When I was being interviewed for that job, uh, Steven was interviewing quite a few people because his normal editor, the guy he'd used, he would still is using as his main editor, uh, was busy doing Poltergeist. Those two were at the same time. Poltergeist had a lot of problems, they were reshooting and everything. So he, he, Stephen was, he had a very limited budget for that movie, believe it or not, and the studio didn't want to give him the full budget because of 1941, which was a financial failure. So he was interviewing young editors because they were cheap, hmm. cheaper. <laughs> uh, and he called me in, among others, and he said, look, come to my office at MGM and I'll give you the script to read. And then we'll talk about it afterwards. So he said, I'll leave you here for a couple hours and then we'll talk. So he came back and he said, uh, what do you think? And I said, I'm so moved, I don't know if I could even say anything. But the story is fabulous, just really wonderful. And we talked for 15, 20 minutes and he said, okay, I'll let you, this was like on a Monday or Tuesday, I'll let you know Thursday morning my decision is I'm talking to a lot of other people. Thursday morning, like 9.30, 10 o'clock, the phone rings. I, I was working at the time. I was working on body use. The phone rang. I said, hello. He said, this is Stephen." I thought it was a joke. He said, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't even through a secretary. He said, uh, come on down to my office and sign the start papers. We're starting. Next week. That was it. 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 Yeah. Wow. That was Man of his word. Start.
0: I mean, that's that's the stuff Hollywood stories are made of. You, you can't make that stuff up. Really great to have someone of that gravity and that experience uh, in the room uh, talking to a lot of aspiring filmmakers and film enthusiasts and actual filmmakers uh, here at Dead Center. And she actually had uh, a little bit of advice for people who maybe were looking to get into the film industry.
1: I want to put a little bug in your ear. If people here are thinking of careers in film, the place where you could have... What can I say? The most meaningful movement of the industry is in sound. There are not enough good sound recordists, re recordist re-recordist, mixers. If you really know your stuff, sound, it's the other half of the movie, and many times it's neglected. They spend all the time lining up a shot, lining up a shot, lining up a shot, and say, okay, throw the mic in. Here's the editor dying because the Beautiful performance, but you can't use it because the sound is what we call NG. No good. (laughs) I've (laughs) seen a few of those. Yeah, well, you know what? You know, I mean, it's, it's terrible.
0: Heard that right, folks? Sound. That's the future. You want to get your foot in the door with the business? Maybe you try and get in with sound. You know, keep doing the acting on the side. Get yourself some expertise in sound. Maybe kind of uh, break your, get your foot in the door that way. Um, but really great to get some, some advice from, you know, just such an experienced and, uh, you know, iconic figure in, in Hollywood. Now, our very own Alexandra Bohannon was in on the panel and actually uh, managed to get in a few words with her. Listeners of Good Trash Media know that we are, uh, we're friends with the, the, the good folks over at the Harvesters. Uh, the Harvesters director, Nick Sanford, and editor and producer, Andrew McDonald, were, just happened to be standing nearby, so we, we get a word with all three of the uh, three of folks uh, as we all kind of wanted to talk to Carol Littleton a little bit more, uh, so I'll go ahead and turn it on over to Alex.
2: My name is Alexander Bohannon and I'm from goodtrashmedia.com and I'm standing with the iconic Carol Littleton who is an amazing editor, filmmaker, game changer, trailblazer. I just, I can't put enough accolades on you. Um, And I just wanted to ask a couple of questions really quick. Um, First of all, what advice do you give for women trying to break into the industry? Um, Because it it seems to be a very male-dominated space. So,
1: yeah, Yes, I've worked in a man's world all these many years. And I think the best thing is that if you really have a passion for this, follow your passion and do it because there's plenty of room for everybody. If you you really want to do this, you've you've got to give yourself a chance. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't have practical notions as well. Just remember that editing itself is very incremental, and building a career in editing is very incremental, so you just have to realize you have to have a plan of action and follow through. If you've hit an obstacle, don't give up keep on going.
2: Yeah, (laughs) that's wonderful advice. You also gave some advice on the panel um, as an editor that um, a really underserved area of study is that of sound design and sound um, mixing and editing and everything like that. And that was your biggest piece of advice is to people to go into sound. So can you just talk a little more about that? Well, I just think that a lot of times, you know, the the really sort of sexy part of filmmaking
1: is shooting and directing. Right. (laughs) Even less so editing and even less so sound. But the other half of the movie is a sound, both recording, you have to have good sound recording from the very beginning, otherwise that problem will be haunting you all the way through. And if someone wants to make inroads quickly in in a career in film, don't overlook sound, any aspect of it, whether it's sound design, sound recording, sound re-recording, sound editing do it yeah music editing yeah
2: Yeah. well we're a primarily audio medium we're a podcast network that uh, do offerings in that nature so what do you give as advice for people trying to make it doing sound or working on sound in any way
1: well sound is very technical so you need to have technical knowledge so anything that you might do to either hang around sound people learn from them learn from the best Um, i'm self-educated and I learned from the very best people that I could find, and I had some very good ones. So I think that if you can either go the academic route, getting the best training that you possibly can, or learn from people, pr- pros who really know what they're doing, or a combination. But it's a process where you keep learning and learning and learning. There's never an end to learning. I'm still learning everything. I, I don't stop. I've, I've, I've learned a lot of new tricks on the Avid, as a matter of fact, this last time, from my young assistants. That's what's so great about film is it's always, it's never static, you're always learning.
0: Well, I, I've noticed this ever since I was a kid, and I always said, if I ever meet the editor of the movie, i got to ask her, but in E.T., toward the end, yes. there's like a two-shot of E.T. and Elliot, and I, I think it's when he says come, and then Elliot says stay, mm-hmm. then it cuts the over-the-shoulder of E.T. and his head, and I've always just wanted, because this cut makes emotional sense, but not so much logistical sense, and I always wanted, I just always was curious, like, why this particular cut, and I've actually got it pulled up on my phone, because I'm a dork, just in case you want to see, but... <laughs> Um, but it's, it cuts to ET over the shoulder, and his, I think his hands are kind of around Elliot's head, and then it just immediately jump cuts to his finger down by his heart, mm-hmm. and it comes back up. And I've always wanted to know what the, what the thinking was there if that was a, like an idea of Stevens or yours, or if, or like why that particular well, edit. In,
1: in fact, one of those was a limitation because mm-hmm. remember, the hands were,
0: yeah.
1: were mime artists, so we had to be in tighter mm-hmm. on him anytime there was any movement with the hand. So that's, that's just a logistical okay. situation. But the key word is emotional. Yes. What did the scene need? And yeah. it needed that moment. Because you know that E.T. is thinking, yeah. and he's relating to what, to what, he's asking him to come with him, and he's yeah. saying no. So he actually says, I'll always be there. You know? okay. So it actually, it was totally driven by the emotion of the scene. Okay. We know from language, you know, you go over the shoulder, over the shoulder, yeah. single, single, and then tight. Yeah. But in this particular case, film language, you know when to use it, when to break the rules, Yeah. and that's one of the times when you just simply break the rules to make a point emotionally. Okay, mm-hmm.
0: awesome. I was curious, like whenever you're doing the first cut, yeah. like if you come across something and you feel like it may not be working. Mm-hmm. Do you ever... Do you leave it in and then talk to the director about it? Do you just kind of make your cut, or do you just try to cut it as it was shot? You
1: know, uh, we follow a certain protocol in, on a Hollywood movie where you everything is edited in. If it's in the script, it's edited in. Okay. Until so at such time as we can look at Everything needs to have its fair shake. Yeah. Every idea needs its fair shake. In a sense, it needs to, it needs to pass... It needs to pass the bar. Yeah. So I actually leave everything in until I have shown it to the editor to the director. Okay. Now, the director may look at this before because it's a problem and say, well, maybe we should get another shot or do this or do that, or maybe this is a scene that we should just put aside for a while. But you need to confide with the director yeah. before you, you make a decision yeah. whether to have it in or out.
2: Because it's the director's movie. Yeah, so. exactly.
1: Okay. And the other thing is that many times you don't know how that's going to fit until you have the whole film. Gotcha. That may be a very important element, but you might need to move it, for instance. Yeah. Or you might need to rework it to have a different point of view. Uh, you know, you'll, you'll figure it out. Yeah. The one piece of advice I would give you mm. is that when you're sitting and you're working hours and hours and hours on something, it's non-productive. Get up in the middle of the day, take a lunch break, walk around the block, walk away from your machine, never eat lunch, never eat snacks where you're working. Okay. That's a workspace. It's not an eating space. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Uh, and no smoking. I mean, I know you don't smoke, but don't that stuff. <laughs> nobody smokes now. But, you know, that's a workspace. Yeah. So really honor that. Okay. And when you feel you need time to rest, just get up and walk away. Gotcha. And just don't be there. A lot of the problems that you think you're having, mm-hmm. if you give yourself a good night's sleep, you come back in in the morning and say, ah, oh, that wasn't such a problem after all. Yeah. It, your mind will solve oh, yeah. a lot of problems if you let it rest. And you young guys just want to power through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to power through and just lick it, you know. Yeah. But it's really important to say, okay, I'm giving myself 8 hours, 10 hours, 12 hours. Then I'm pulling the plug and it's over. Yeah. Pulling all-nighters, all that stuff, non-productive. Yeah. Very, very non-productive. Learning to budget your time and editing is really, really important. You walk in, I, I start on time, I'm ready to go. I do exercise before I go in so I'm awake. All the coffee, all the donuts, I don't have any of that. I start in and I'm disciplined and I work till one o'clock. I stop for an hour or more, then I pick it up and I work till seven or eight o'clock at night. So it's a long day, but I give myself plenty of breaks and I'll, I'll walk up, I'll just walk around for a half hour in the afternoon, have some tea, you know, walk away, come back, and you'd be surprised how many things were solved when you not overworking it, overworking yourself. Yeah, sleep really, really, really important. Our minds work when they have sleep, and so you know, if you if you knock off and you say, oh, I only need four hours, bullshit. (laughs) You need more. You you simply need more. And you know, as much as you love pizza and all that crap, be sure to eat a salad once in a while. I'm your mommy speaking. No, we we love it. No, no, I mean it's really work is really editing takes a lot of energy a lot of mental energy and if you don't refresh like you know starting your computer over again you're just going to get bogged down your best ideas will come from me come when i look at a scene after i've worked through it first thing in the morning i said, Oh i have been so stupid it was glaring at me just change it right now before anybody sees
2: this it's horrible yeah That's excellent. Um, and one last question. You mentioned during your uh, piece on stage that you just wrapped a project with Brian Cranston for HBO. Can you ta- tell me a little bit about that? Yes, it was a
1: play called All the Way on Broadway. It won a number of Tonys. And it was recently by the, by the author, Robert Schenken. It was adapted for film. It was an HBO production. And Jay Roach directed it. It's a very, very fine director. And we just finished it like about a month ago and uh, it aired on I'm trying to remember i think it was april the 21st oh wow i think it's really an important political film especially now in this election cycle yeah it absolutely. just shows you so much about what's intrinsic in our own electoral process of, of a democracy and i think it's
2: we absolutely have to
1: keep that in mind when we're entering this next one
2: <laughs> absolutely well there you have it carol littleton who is edited um et amongst other oscar nominated features thank you so much for your time
1: ma'am you're very very welcome it's indeed a pleasure to be here in oklahoma and to feel the oklahoma heat in the wind
0: oh my uh, goodness yes <laughs> so cool so cool to hear awesome filmmakers talking to their inspirations. Uh, it just it, 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 the whole thing was a really surreal experience. I was kind of standing in the shadows, watching, letting the letting the pros work. Uh, and it, it was really exciting. Uh, Carol Lilton was a, it was an absolute delight to to talk to. I know Alex was was particularly excited to talk, and she just seemed like such an authentic and sweet uh, person. And she was very encouraging to everyone she was talking to. Uh, you know, following uh, her panel, so I'm really glad that Good Trash had the opportunity to talk to her for, for a few minutes. We want to give one last thanks to Nick and Andrew for the from the Harvesters. That has been Carol Littleton, the o- Oklahoma Icon Award winner. Thank you so much for tuning in to Good Trash Media, and until next time. Thank you for tuning in to this special presentation from Good Trash Media. For more information on the Dead Center Film Festival, go to deadcenterfilm.org. For more information on the Good Trash Media Network, and all of our family of shows
1: go to GoodTrashMedia.com.